Good morning and welcome to episode seven of Jetstream, the Wellington College International Podcast. My name is Chris Wolf. I'm the International Director with the fabulous job of supporting, connecting and growing our family of schools. Today, I'm talking with Anna Romero, Wellington College's Head of Sustainability and Global Education Coordinator. Anna's just returned from Wellington in Bangkok, where she was speaking at the inaugural Festival of Education in Thailand. Good morning, Anna. Hello, good morning, everyone. We are also joined by Year 13 student Kira, who is about to represent Wellington College and our family of schools at a really important international conference. Good morning, Kira. Good morning, everyone. And Kira, would you mind telling us uh, a bit about where you're about to go and uh, what you're about to do? So um, this December, obviously, there's going to be COP28 in Dubai this year. So um, I've been given the opportunity by Miss Romero to um, speak at COP. So I'm going to be speaking on a panel at the Greening Education Hub um, with it's sort of about um, collaboration between sort of the south and the north and and learning about more of the UNFCCC sort of action for climate empowerment um, sort of program. So I'll be speaking a little bit about that and the implementation of its action plan. Wow, that sounds it sounds amazing. I mean, it's such a, a prestigious mm-hmm. conference to be at, and I imagine you're one of the the very few students around the world to to be involved. Uh, how how did that happen? So I've been working with Miss Romero since last year when I joined the um, Sustainability Committee, and Miss Romero has been amazing at giving me all these super super amazing opportunities and it's just been it's been a lot of fun learning learning from Miss Romero and getting all these opportunities so um Miss Romero does a lot of work at COP every year you know with the delegations and everything a lot of um things like that and she reached out to me about a month or so ago uh presenting me with this opportunity to speak at COP and sit on this panel with um with a mixture of these amazing people from um, Latin America and re- all these representatives. So, yeah. Fantastic. Maybe that's a good moment to bring in uh, Ms. Romero. Um, how how did you first get involved in COP and how did you manage to, uh, to get Kira involved too? Yes, well, uh, it has been a very interesting process. My background has been in observing the the process of the international negotiations since long time ago when I was working in the field of NGOs and local governments. And then it was very lucky that uh, the Mexican government extend me an invitation as a senior climate, climate advisor for the Mexican delegation since COP25. And precisely my, my area of expertise has been always action for climate empowerment. So is the area that looks at, at education. So it was extremely uh, rewarding for me to be part of this as educator. So it has enriched all the opportunities that I have been able to provide to students to really put uh, their learning in action, Uh, like the case of Kira, that started with a very nice idea while in the program of sustainability, precisely creating a mock cop for students that is a model of United Nations, but for climate change. Uh, And it was her idea and we just put it forward and I was facilitating all the process. She has been uh, uh, very, very, a good hero, very committed student in the field. That sounds, it sounds stunning. Um, Kira, can you tell us a bit about where the idea came for the mock COP and, and how you undertook it? Yeah, so um, last year I, I went to COP27 in um, Egypt and 
I actually didn't realize Miss Romero was going. I don't actually even know why I didn't say anything, but I went with uh, my family and it was it was a really eye-opening experience. You know, I was I think I was in the green zone, so I got to speak uh, see a lot of people speak and visit a lot of panels and and learn a lot. But I was only there for a short period of time, but I sort of realized that if everyone gets to take part in in activities sort of like this, it's a really eye-opening experience and it's also really engaging even if you're just listening. And I was sort of having a think at how I could bring this to Wellington and within the Sustainability Committee, everyone's super passionate about climate action, obviously. So I sort of thought that maybe we could try and make sort of a mock cop at Wellington and see how it would work. And it sort of took off from there, you know, Mr. Romero was so helpful in, in getting all these contacts. We worked with an organization called um, Interclimate that helped to plan and sort of facilitate the event. And we ended up hosting it with quite a few other schools. It was like a mixture of just over 50 students. So um, not only from Wellington too. So it was, it was really good experience and um, everyone was given one country they were put into like teams of three and four and they they had to research the country prior to um to the event and it was it was like sort of when you saw the debate when you were there just it was it just really took off it sort of had a life of its own everyone just started getting really really involved and it it went a lot it went really really well so I was I was really pleasantly surprised and I was really happy with that. It sounds amazing and it sounds like you you were at the COP in Egypt last year how how what did you learn from that how did it go? It was last year, it was a bit shorter. As I said, I was there for a shorter period of time. So I tried to pack in a lot of things with my parents, go to a lot of different talks. And the main focus for me last year was to get an understanding and and a grip on sort of how these conferences actually work and and what people are taking part and what they're speaking about. So one of my favourite talks that I went to was actually the Mars family and the Mars company speaking. They were just talking about how it really starts from sort of the private sector and how they're really trying to incorporate all these sustainable values and into their company practices and how it can sort of be widespread into all the companies that they own. So a lot of it was about economics, which I'm also quite passionate about, but definitely looking into how these big companies are taking on the role of acting as leaders, sort of stepping at the forefront of of sustainability and leading by example for all the other companies. Amazing. And how do you take those ideas and, and bring them back to the college? You talk about leadership and, and the college certainly has a, a leadership role, I think, in, in the profile it has around sustainability. What, what did you bring back from it? Yeah, I think Wellington's always been very, very ahead of ahead of its time in terms of sort of being really engaged and active and taking all these important steps, especially when it comes to sustainability. So um, I sort of realised that if the students, if you find students that are passionate about it, and what I found was the majority of my year group was already sort of quite in the loop about sustainability, you know, everyone kind of knows that it's important to take action now. So I sort of harnessed that passion and that sort of small fire that everyone had in them. And I sort of led by example in a way, showing them that if they take part in these activities and it's something that the school is willing to nurture and provide provide us the facilities to to take part in these activities, then it really sort of lets the students take off on their own and choose their own ideas and initiatives, which I'm trying to implement this this year in the coming sustainability committee. So I was there yesterday speaking with them to try and help give some ideas and sort of show them what we did last year to hope hopefully inspire them to carry on their passion and take part.
Brilliant. I, I love what you say about harnessing the passion of the group. And I think as part of that, you're presenting a declaration uh, at the COP summit on behalf of the mock COP that you did and also on behalf of the Wellington College International Family of Schools as well. Can you tell us a little bit about that declaration and, and why you think that sort of thing is important? Yes. Yeah, so the idea was actually from Miss Romero and Interclimate. They sort of had a really, really good idea of sort of compiling everyone's thoughts and what we observed from the experience. Because I, I wasn't actually speaking. I didn't. I was more of an observer at the mock cops. So I was taking notes to hopefully be able to put this into our declaration. So we, after the event, we compiled all the notes from all the students and me and two other members of the sustainability committee who were there taking notes about the event and what was going on. Um, so the declaration sort of entails, I think it's about five or six key points and we've split them into twos um, of what we as a collective of youth from this experience have have sort of found and, and thought about this whole experience and what to us we saw during that experience was the most important thing. So there are a few aspects of it where we really pinpointed and we want to highlight to the leaders which we will hopefully be able to present this to to show them that you know these are things that really really matter to the youth it would we would really really appreciate it if you could take some time and you know consider it because this is not just one student this is coming from a collection of schools in in a part of the world that's you know so that's what we're hoping to get from the declaration we're hoping to get some awareness around it for for, for, for the youth it sounds it sounds extraordinary how do you feel about presenting that on behalf of six thousand wellington college students around the world the local collective that you have in in berkshire uh, to a, a really high-powered world leadership group how does that make you feel I'm honestly quite nervous, to be honest. I want, we've tried to compile it down to one page so that it's, you know, I don't expect them to read through it in detail, just a quick glance, but really sort of grasp the key points that we're trying to make. So I'm a bit nervous, but I'm hoping that they really understand the perspective that we're coming from and, and really see that when it's coming from the youth, we're not trying to impose anything on them. We're just trying to share our opinion, which um, I believe should be more um, sort of openly taken on now by political leaders. Absolutely, I think we, we would all agree with that. Perhaps it's a good good moment to bring in uh, Miss Romero, who clearly is the uh, the architect behind the declaration. Um, Anna, where does all this where does all this uh, go next? Well, uh, after this, obviously, we, what we are trying to do is really uh, position the voice of our students in this international arena. Uh, for the community that is out there in the international negotiations to see that schools play a very important role in climate education and that we as uh, as Wellingtons we have been pioneering in education precisely forming students that are empowered and well informed about these relevant topics in the global arena so uh, that is not a only uh, a lonely process that we follow that we bring meaningful partnerships uh, that we promote international collaboration and basically we really open those spaces for our students to really put this action uh, uh, learning in place. It's something you're, you're clearly very passionate about. Why, why do you think the voice of young people is important at these high level international conferences? Uh, I strongly believe that uh, as uh, 
educational community uh, that we are working in the field of sustainability and environmental education and climate education and so on, uh, in all these relevant topics, we have a very strong role to play uh, as educators, as students, as schools uh, that usually don't get to appear much in this international arena. And basically, decision makers are, are taking uh, decisions that will come to the classroom at the end. Uh, therefore, I believe that these kind of opportunities are unique precisely for us to be more aware of what's being taken there as decisions and then how we can really shape them to come into the classroom and find the students like Hira and others that they have been working with her precisely empower for them to really go beyond the classroom. And hopefully this learning is not only while they are in Wellington, but once they leave Wellington, they carry this knowledge and learning for their uh, future careers. Uh, and hopefully this is going to be really uh, a contribution that we give to the society to form citizens that are part of this uh, decision making process. Absolutely. And there's clearly a real strength in working together on things like this. I was lucky enough to attend your session at uh, EdFest in Bangkok the weekend. Uh, would you mind talking a little bit about what you were saying there uh, and some of the advice you've provided to the family of schools? Yes, precisely. It was a very good experience to put on uh, this uh, talk about how to empower students through education for sustainable development. That is looking at all these aspects of how to bring uh, skills and competencies to students in the field of, of uh, learning about sustainability, where we as educators and students, we have a common ground in which we facilitate the process for these ideas to nourish and to come out in the expression of action learning initiatives that can move forward. Uh, as Wellington College, we have adopted precisely the concepts of action for climate empowerment in which we put intergenerational equity and citizens diplomacy at the heart of what we do. And basically what we mean is embedding all these competencies in the area of knowledge in between generations that we get to contribute together to a common interest and common ground. Uh, we become as teachers or educators, the learners of these initiatives that young people have, and we facilitate that process with our experience. Therefore, we are really uh, implementing this process of intergenerational equity. Uh, and we promote as well with all this learning that um, students as citizens, young citizens, feel that they have enough tools to really shape the world they want for the future and be part of these international processes, uh, but with the vision that local is important as well. So we motivate a local uh, participation. In between, there can be regional activi uh, activities or national activities and promotion of different work, like we do with the Bakshir Schools Eco Network. But for us, it's really important to collaborate, for example, with the rest of the schools that are in our in our local area, as we have done with different schools that we are uh, collaborating with as part, for example, of this declaration that came as a joint effort in between uh, five schools that are local to us. Superb, thank you. Um, Kira, I'm conscious that you have taken time out of your day uh, to speak with me and uh, Ms. Romero, but you do have lessons to get back to before I uh, before I send you back to class. Um, can I just ask what's next for you? You clearly have a real passion around sustainability. Representing uh, the colleges at the COP is, is a wonderful opportunity, but what next for you? Are you going to use some of this passion in your future university applications, perhaps, or career plans? Yes, so I have, I'm hoping to go to university in America. So I've just applied to 
university there and I have applied to study environmental sciences and public policy so very it's quite a broad course but it really includes all of the things that I'm passionate about so obviously it's environmental sciences a bit of politics there's some economics in it so it's really a mixture of everything that I really really want to do in the future so I'm really hoping to sort of take on what I've learned at Wellington bring it into university also to be honest and take part in initiatives just like this and really really get to use this in my future it sounds it sounds really really powerful really exciting so i wish you every success with uh, with all of that um perhaps i can just ask one one final question do either of you have any top tips about how we can continue to live sustainably uh, in the college uh, and make that even better um oh thank you miss i would probably say to me the most important thing has always been it's not just changing your actions because I think it all sort of comes from awareness. So it's not really sitting down, having a conversation, telling people what they're doing wrong. And this is exactly how you improve it because making lifestyle changes can take quite a long time. And it's actually quite overwhelming, especially for a student. But what I find really useful is literally just sitting down and having a talk with my friends, you know, just discussing new things that I found out about sustainability. And it's the more passionate they become about it. Like literally the other day, my friend came up to me and she was like, I'm studying ESS for IB. Can you please tell me more about this? And I was like, I'm so glad that you actually want to learn about it. You know, it's just an academic subject, but she's taking the time out of her day. So I think it's really just raising awareness and encouraging everyone else to tell them that it's good that they're reading about it tell them that it's great that they're choosing not to do this instead and they're going to do this so really just encouragement and positivity around the subject i think could be really helpful in a school environment and just in general superb it's clearly excellent advice anna is there anything you would add to that yes very quickly with uh, well kia has said it so beautifully but i would like to take the la the side of looking at these things in a positive way and really invite everyone to see the areas of opp opportunity that we have to really change how things are working with an individual perspective but at the end understanding that we are part of a system that collectively we can change how things are working and taking these opportunities to really shape what we want. Uh, and at the end, I believe the collective results are very important that we can see great outcomes from areas that we never thought that they will be allow for us to really act or to see there because sometimes we get to see these global issues as very far away or immense in our eyes. But whenever we get to act, we feel that we have contributed to the common well-being of everyone. Absolutely. Well, with, with Anna on board, we clearly have a, a real world authority in the area of sustainability and climate change. So thank you, Anna, for all you're doing for the college and for taking the time to, to talk to us today. Um, Kira, I think you, you provide such an eloquent response uh, and the support of your group uh, and with your leadership at COP. Uh, it gives me hope that uh, perhaps we will start to tackle some of these great challenges. Um, but both of you, thank you so much uh, for being on the Jetstream today and have a fantastic rest of the day. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.